Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> Did I have a British accent? Yeah. Right. yeah almost. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to, to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Scott, and tonight there's three members of my fire family with me. It's uh, Todd. Hello. Rob. Hi there. And Ash. Hello. Yeah, so tonight, what are we talking about? <sighs> we got some news. Do we, Do we have news? Um, well, a little bit of news. Just, I guess we'll, we'll mention uh, the mm-hmm. map uh, and Lake Louise area. Uh, they have a firefighter who passed away. Um, not too sure of the circumstances of it, waiting to reach out to somebody there. But uh, our thoughts and hearts are out there with them uh, through this hard time. So think of them as uh, if you're in that area. And yeah, it's too bad. We don't want to lose any, any brother or sister in the organization. So. For sure, right. Uh, one other thing in news is that we that we posted on Facebook. Yeah. Um. And we're not. I mean, we're not sure about this article. Like, we we we're sure it's a real article. I think, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's we're just not one hundred percent sure on uh, on all the details. Um, it says witness condemns fire crew response after three killed in Hammond fire. So Hammond, Oklahoma, three people died in trailer fire in Hammond earlier Sunday morning. So that was last Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the cause of the fire is still under investigation, but one witness account of the f- witnesses account of the fire department response is drawing outrage from the surrounding community. By the time we got there, the house was a loss. That was the chief. Um, sorry. It kind of goes on to say um, there was a f- there was somebody left in there was a f- three people left inside. Mm-hmm. It took them half an hour to get water flowing. Yeah, there was a quote about that. Some, it was all pretty sketchy, um, like the article, and then some of this backlash from it. From what I understand, it's a uh, mobile home. Yeah. So we've all been to mobile home fires. If you're not very, very fast on scene, yeah. like the chief was quoted saying, the home was a complete loss. Yeah. I don't want to say you're wasting water, but it's lo- it's a loss. So... Do your exposure protection, um, keep everything from spreading out. But it's, thirty it's minutes tough. sounds thirty minutes sounds well. But that that sounds crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like unless they was they had like one pump, one mm-hmm. one pumper or one engine, and then sure. and there was a problem with it. I don't know. But either way, the article was re- uh, written. It read like they were on scene, but it took them thirty minutes to get water on the mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. And it was just very cut and dry. Yeah. And like you were saying, like it. In 30 minutes, there's, there's nothing left. Yeah. yeah. Like, these things are up and gone. And mm-hmm. yeah. Also, I'm thinking, like, who was on scene? The officer was on scene? Yeah. Because we have officers that go direct. I mean, we're not going to be 30 minutes, but we, we sometimes get there five minutes ahead of the engine. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's five, six minutes. Standing there going, yeah, there's no water flowing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Engine arrives, a couple more minutes till the water gets flowing. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're sitting there, like, 10 minutes. Somebody sitting there watching a fire burn that they're gonna exaggerate. Yeah, it took them thirty minutes. Oh, well, maybe more like ten mm-hmm. from the time the officer arrived. Um, maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and it's hard. I mean, we don't know the circumstances. It's, I mean, it's clearly it was a tragic loss mm-hmm. of life in it. So you know, it's, we don't know if it, the uh, the people who are making these comments are emotionally attached or involved. For sure. Know? Why not as well? So there's a lot of variables, but I hate it when articles are read, written like that. It's, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it seems like it reads to pass off all this blame without knowing the whole story. Yeah. So. I mean, that's sadly, that's media today as well. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to make a statement, um, you know, toss allegedly or whatever in front of it. Mm-hmm. And that gives you the right to basically write anything you want. Um and shock value goes a long, long way. So, yeah. I mean, that's drama. They're trying to get some info out. Um, 
I mean, it's a sad deal if they're if they're doing that at this fire fire department's expense. Um, you know, anytime there's loss of life, it's sad. And uh, I mean, I'm sure nobody on scene was was. Uh, I'm hoping there was nobody that was, you know, dragging ass. Yeah. If they thought for any chance that there was a viable rescue there, um, I'm I'm trying to think, you know, as defensively to the department as possible mm-hmm. um knowing what what that scene would probably look like even uh if it was an officer that was arriving first or the chief or somebody was on scene first if it was quoted as a total loss when they arrived no amount of water would have really changed the outcome it's mm-hmm. tough, tough to say that but i mean from all of our experience with uh, mobile home fires even when you get there quickly there's not a lot left no and and we all know you know basically how these structure fires consume life as well right for sure you know this is the time frame whether it's a it's a viable rescue or not Mm -hmm. it's the risk versus benefit that you know joe public doesn't necessarily see that yep um and those are hard calls for any fire department you know member or officer in charge to make those calls Mm -hmm. so they might be ridiculed for that but not fully understanding you know, and that's why it pisses me off when you read that article like that because, you know, the the fire department they're gonna, they're going to feel that loss like it's going to oh yeah it's hard, so well they're going to go they're going to go off the information they got yeah whether it was whether they had information on scene saying there were people inside or not, you know if there's nobody telling them anything, you know and if yeah. there's signs of vehicles that are not they're going to treat it in in whatever manner they need to. It's uh, interesting because it's uh, really mo- the crux of this article is written based on one person's Facebook post. Yeah, which is strange. Mm-hmm. This they it, other than the obvious um, facts of the incident, like three people died, um, st- a few things from the chief, but obviously they're not saying much because it's under investigation. But really, a lot of the po- a lot of this crux of this article was based on um, one reading one man's account of the fire on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Right, it was a scathing critique, <laughs> but you know it's one person's account. Like, that's mm-hmm. the whole, that's the 30-minute thing. That's the, uh, he was crying, telling people that they were inside. Like, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one person's post. Comes back to, like Todd said, if they were emotionally attached to to yeah. the scene, um, time can definitely pass differently for, for uh, people when there's different levels of attachment to things, right? So yeah. what could be five to ten minutes, like you were saying, Scott, could, could sure. definitely be, you know, could, could feel like much, much longer as well, so. Yeah, definitely. We're we're uh, you know sad sad to hear of the outcome, but uh, our our other thoughts are definitely with that department because yeah, I'm I'm sure like you say they're they're definitely feeling it as well. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. So in our area this week there was uh, <laughs> breaking things. Yeah. Um. In our area this week there was an interesting interesting fire. So it came in as, and I actually didn't hear what it came in as. <laughs> so I was actually coming uh, off work, off lunch, going back to work, and um, the I'm responding went off, and it said structure fire, and it said structure fire at a certain uh, road near where I work. And at first I was like, eh, dispatch, idiots, <laughs> because what they had been doing, um, they'd been doing checks uh, for the morning on our uh, I'm responding because it hadn't been working recently. So I'm like. So actually, in my head at first, I was like, "Why would they do a structure fire as a fake call?" Like, because they were doing a couple fake page outs, mm-hmm. uh, probably like thirty minutes before this. That's right. And I'm like, "Why would they do a fake page for a structure fire? That's just ridiculous." Because like earlier, it was like a burn complaint. Yeah, and it was something. It was and one was actually a test. Like mine mm-hmm. just said test. One said burn complaint, and they were all just fake. And then I see the structure fire thing. I'm like, "Man, you guys, come on, you don't toy with us like that." Right. <laughs> and then literally a second later, the my pager starts making some noises, but it was turned down, so I didn't hear really hear the call. But I, so I'm like putting two and two together. I look over my shoulder, and see this giant column of black smoke. I'm like, oh, so obviously that's our, that's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> that should be there. So I rip back out of the parking lot where I was at and uh, grab my radio uh, and start like calling the crew. Like obviously they can tell that it's a working working fire, but I just wanted to reiterate it, it is a working fire. Um, but what did I miss, Ash, during page out? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the rest of us that heard uh, the full dispatch come through, um, 
we get our tones and so we're all obviously running to our trucks to cars wherever to get to the to the hall here and um dispatch comes over and says uh um we have reports of a uh, structure fire with explosions and um at least one injured patient um from said explosion and like our dispatch is really good they 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 can deliver calm and you know pretty precise information and even on this one he was pretty jacked <laughs> like explosions and, <laughs> you could hear his and voice. yeah like you know kind of so you're already setting the tone so we're like oh buddy and then moments later we get stalled over the radio yeah this is a confirmed working structure fire we're like all right <laughs> this is happening so yeah there was a definite confirmation once you came back back over but uh yeah i was uh yeah and at the time from obviously from when it started to when it was paged uh, it was very quick and mm-hmm. to go from to, like it's literally i drove by very close to the area i was in mm-hmm. like three minutes prior maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a little longer maybe four or five minutes prior not very much time and zero smoke in the air, zero anything. So whatever ended up blowing up, um, everything's still under investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever ended up blowing up went quick. It, you know, the, the place went up fast. So yeah, so arrived on scene, uh, started doing the three sixty, found the injured person, um, dealt with him best I could, and um, the three sixty was interesting because there was a few uh, areas where I'm like, I thought it was actually like. That was an older building. Like I thought it was an old, it was an older building. I thought it was an older shed, just basic based on its design. But it's actually a um, they keep calling it a bungalow. Mm-hmm. So I called it in as a shed on fire, but it was actually uh, it was actually a living quarters um, that, that had been renovated. Um, and then the explosion itself had actually damaged the walls enough to make it look like because again I didn't hear the explosion part, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm looking at it going, well, it's an older building. Like, it's a kind of a shed derelict because the walls are kind of pushed out. <laughs> so that's what was cluing me into it. It was just a shed. I didn't realize it was a formerly a house. Yeah. Yeah, so um, took a 360, um, called the uh, called the engines. Um, mm-hmm. Ash is actually on the officer in the first engine. Rob was coming in as a duty officer. Um, we was trying to relay to the engines because I'm thinking, okay, they're going to because big fire so we always go big fire big or big fire big water mm-hmm. so right away two and a half um but in this area we're very rural yeah close water supply or no no so i knew i and in my head i'm like trying to figure out where the nearest water supply was i knew it was a distance off and then i'm yeah. like calculating in my head because i can hear the pumper the first sorry the engine the first engine leave and then because it's a daytime call second engine leaves like a good couple minutes later mm-hmm. And now I'm like waiting and waiting, and then I hear and then I hear the tender leave. So now I'm like, okay, that was a fair stretch between the three yeah. trucks. These guys are already almost on scene. The tender just left, so I'm like, like, don't we jump. got like <laughs> we got like five minutes worth of water, water to fight. Yeah. So I radioed them before they arrived. I said, we're going on hand lines on this. Don't do not use the two and a half mm-hmm. because we're gonna run out of water. Yeah. So we did that. Yeah. Um, and that was back to that. Um, uh, I know they call it the OODA loop in the military. Um, they observe, orientate, decide, act. Mm-hmm. Um, in police and uh, law enforcement, they call it the APA, the uh, APA model, which is assess, plan, act. So you're constantly like looking at the thing, going, "Okay." So like, I just think about this later. It's like, yeah, I was, you know, I was doing the OODA loop because I'm like, okay, <laughs> normally it's going to be a two and a half. No, it's not a two and a half. Now we have to do handline. Um, if we had more water, we could do this. And then it's like, okay, don't attack the fire directly because now I'm watching this other building start to smoke. I'm like, and as it's progressing, as time, the clock's ticking, I'm like watching now, I'm watching the siding start to melt off. So then I radio them again, mm-hmm. again an update. I said, we're only doing exposure right now because yeah. the, the house is right off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the car the car nearby started going up. And, you know, normally we don't, on a fire, on a structure fire, we don't really care too much about vehicles, but... Mm-hmm. Um, they do get in the way. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I think that was our issue on this one. It was yeah. just the location of it. Because mm-hmm. um, if it's fully involved in front of you, you, yeah, you have to deal with that before you can deal with anything else. So yeah. it's like, okay, we're also going to fight this car fire that's about to happen. Because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm watching the paint start peeling off this car. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's going to start going. And then got a few more explosions coming from the building. But um turns out there was actually, sounds like a couple of tires 
Yeah, on our yeah. yeah, I saw a couple of spare tires right up against the side of yeah, the house. Yeah, plus, I think one or two tires on, on the, the car. car itself yeah, pa- the passenger side on the the passenger side tires on the car were down at the end of the call, so yeah. so they definitely ruptured as well. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to carry on with what you you guys showed up. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think one one thing that I think it was you that said. Um, so right where this is, this is actually on the road. If you've uh, been listening to us for a while, there's always one bad accident location that we divert our traffic. This was the road <laughs> that it was on. So there's two ways into this. Right. Um, so as uh, the duty officer, or I guess the first responding officer, um, I made the call to take the quote longer distance, but shorter potentially time frame to get there so we drove past it as the crow flies and then came the back way in um and uh, rather than going down the side street and making a couple hard rights and lefts um so you called scott called us uh and he wanted us down the uh what we were calling the alleyway it was like a, a back access path <laughs> um and then switch that up once you got through the rest of the 360 because there was an awesome attack spot uh, yeah. to- totally safe, good for uh, for uh, shuttling water in and out. Uh, so we actually pulled up in behind the structure, and there was an awesome spot to uh, set up for the attack. Um, it was great because back back of the hall before we left, we're all running in, and I kind of do like the quick look of who's coming, who's around, and I didn't catch the de- <clears throat> deputy chief was already in the building, and I'm just grabbing my gear and running over the truck, and I hop in. And, Again, I didn't quite clue in that he was there. Next thing you know, we're all rolling out. and I'm doing my look back. I'm like, hey, I got you, you. And I got the deputy chief in the back, back seat. Who's all about getting after it. So he, he's, he's loving it. You know, you've got to give the, you, you want this? And he's like, nope. He was happy to be in the back. Oh, yeah, he's always like, no, I don't want to do the command right now. I'll, yeah. I'll take it back. Okay. Great. Okay. So you feel pretty confident when you have the crew that you have and you've got the support of somebody like speedy back back there so that, that was really good um made a quick plan once you kind of said what you were looking for uh basically says speedy you you grab uh dennis uh and you guys go to attack and exposure protection uh between the two buildings i took gus and kind of went over and then dealt with the car car fire a bit and it was spreading to the hedges in between us and uh the second truck so i was like kind of don't really worry about the house let's make sure the car doesn't burn down (laughs) because it was starting to go up and then maybe just knock down those uh, hedges so now we don't have a massive hedge fire that's gonna keep keep on rolling but uh yeah that was until we got water and we could really start to push in that was kind of it um and then yeah once we got it knocked down a little bit and safe then we started to do a secondary search of the next uh the next building there which uh yeah, the fire was a big, mm-hmm. like, prioritize and execute thing. Like, yeah. Priority is this? Oh, shit. Priority mm-hmm. change. Oh, yeah, all these exposures. I kept going right going, yeah. going, back to that win, like, yeah. super, super easy. Like, what's important now? Yeah. Uh, because it changed yeah. so much. It was very, very dynamic. Well, and the one reason why, because originally I was going to get these guys to park on the south side, because the north side, there was actually a vehicle in the way. And I don't know. I don't know if the owners were the ones that were injured. So I'm like, I'm not going to tell them to go and move your vehicle while you're injured. <laughs> but they wouldn't be able to, anyways. Um, but I was like, but while I'm doing the 360, this this person gets in the car and uh, they they back out. They not not the injured person. This other person, because there's a fair amount of people that live there. Um, so they back out, and now I'm like, oh, now I got an access point open up. Mm-hmm. So now I'm back on the radio. So again, plan had to change. So yeah. I'm like, okay. First engine, you guys are now attacking north side. Second engine, you're going to go south side. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, second engine, you also need wire cutters to cut this fence because there's a fence in the way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm trying to like, you know, you're, you're and, it, and it's back to that whole, like, yeah, you just got to keep uh, reassessing mm-hmm. your yeah, sure. situation. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny because I, I know people are like, oh, you, know, you need a checklist for when you're the, when the guy on scene. I'm like, well, first of all, I came <laughs> in my personal vehicle. I mean, I guess it could have a checklist. Mm-hmm. Really... Like some of that stuff, like people yeah. are like, you need a checklist. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of like, there, there, there isn't, there isn't. I mean, yeah. on command board, there's a checklist, you know, for a certain structure fires. Yeah. But in those first initial moments, you know, what you said, what you said, like you're prioritizing yeah. what needs to be done. And then 
as a little bit of time goes by, and then, then you, you can start checking like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. this is done. You know, exposures are done, secondary sources yeah. done, mm-hmm. writs established. You know, like you've got that. Yeah, and well, and it was more our officers start showing up because uh, Warren, who's one of our newer newest officers, he pulls in. He came direct because he was working north in that end of town. Yeah. So he came in direct. He blocked the road for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so he started t- kind of taking pa- care of the patient as much as he could. Um, then, and then the chief showed up. Yeah, the chief showed up. Um, so he took the south side. So it was like, yeah, now we can start. Okay, now we can start settling in and mm-hmm. figuring out where engines are going. Because then mm-hmm. it's like, then it's like a management of like, okay, this engine has to go here. That engine has to go here. Okay, now tenders are coming in. Which tender's taking what? So then it's like, I just assigned like that tender covers that engine. That tender covers that engine. Mm-hmm. So. You were there pretty quick. So sometimes when you have a few minutes longer to drive there and get there you yeah. start doing the mental checklist yeah yeah when you're there so quick you don't get to do that mental checklist for sure. yeah. as well mm-hmm. yeah um, and sometimes if there's a that little bit of delay for those other apparatus to arrive sometimes the benefits because yeah. as much as it feels like time is flying by um you know you've got that few moments to kind of do what you need to get done mm-hmm. rather than when things arrive right away it's like oh shit it's just not quite done yet yeah. Well, and the, and the, you know, the thing is, like Jock always talks about, he's like, make a decision. It doesn't have to be yeah. the biggest decision. Just make small decisions. Little ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and for a couple of seconds, I felt like an idiot because I kept like changing up where I wanted apparatus to go, but I'm like, no. I'm like, that's because I, this is like the, the things, the situation keeps changing. So mm-hmm. I have to keep changing where apparatus are going. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. no, no, which, yeah, no, when these guys drove by uh, the longer way around, which probably is like Ashton time wise, it's probably shorter. Yeah, because you're at highway speed for longer distance. Yeah. Yeah. But when I'm but when I'm standing there and I hear the engine going, like go past me because I can see it going by the highway. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, and actually, we were following. Um, police car. There's a police car in <laughs> yeah. front of us, yeah. and uh, I mean, they were going a lot fast. I, I I don't think they. You know, maybe knew where they were going. What He's the going to a different was. call. <laughs> yeah, and like we were definitely ripping. Um, so I'm like, ah, I don't really want to be pushing this guy. <laughs> so they took the close way in, and that was like, yep, no, we're definitely going this way because now we can keep on, you know, not follow someone in. Yeah. And like we we were driving very very respectively for for what it was, <laughs> but yeah, guy was going too slow. <laughs> well, I guess in his mind, he's like. Not my emergency. Nothing I can do about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was yeah. like I a big red truck somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we did on the outside and just yeah. kept on going. <laughs> yeah. But you know, coming back to that checklist. So, what would one one thing be on a structure fire? Make sure the power's off. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So you know, one of the things there's I can see the mast and like this this roof has already busted through because because whatever whatever blew up, you know, the roof's on fire. Everything's on fire. Yeah. Um. So the, I, I'm watching the power mass slowly start bending. I'm like, okay, we're going to the old, the old electrical company here to shut this place down. So um, that call went in pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, engine arrives. It's, it's doing its thing from a distance. Second engine arrives. It's doing its thing. Um, and they're pretty mindful of the uh, of the um, power. Mm-hmm. And then the power guy, like literally, we're like, where's the power guys? And then I look over. I'm like, oh, he's here. <laughs> and he's already got the stick out and... He's going up the transformer, and we're all watching. Me and the chief are watching him, and he hits the off button, and like, is there that one had a, like there was a button on the side of the transformer? He just he, I saw, I watched because yeah, it, pulls it, the, yeah, the it went, down, yeah. it went click, and there was another guy standing at the neighbor's, um, one of the other power guys who stand at the neighbor's um, power box, and then when it, when it shut off, he went, yeah, we're good, and I'm like, we're good. He's like, we're good. So I go over the radio, attention everybody, attention all members, we're uh, power's now off. Literally, I turn around. <laughs> Walk back, like I walk away. Well, I guess what happens? The switch is faulty. It, it turns the freaking power back on. No. And the guy's like, I yeah, within like probably thirty seconds, the guy's like, power's back on. <laughs> Chief comes over the radio, power's back on. I'm like, what? Power's back on. <laughs> so then that has to get relayed again. Power's back on. Power's back on. Yeah. Um, 
so I, I think we're always pretty cautious with wires no matter what. Yeah. Um, so even when it, they're off, I'm not like grabbing them going, hey. <laughs> like unless it's yeah, cut are, and yeah. like cut off at the pole, I'm not touching the thing. So I'm, yeah. I'm usually still like, eh, I just don't really trust it. Even cable wires, man. Yeah. I don't touch yeah. any wire that looks like a wire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like that one. My job, yeah. I'm yeah. out of here, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the fruit stand fire this uh, last year. When it, when it got cut, it like literally he cut it and like he was trying to hang it and it ended up falling on the truck. But totally cut off the pole. So I just went over and grabbed it off and rolled it up, get out, get out of our guy's way. But it's like cut from any source of power. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew there was no no danger. But if it was cut the other way, I'm like, yeah, I'm not touching that. If it's anywhere near the pole still, I'm like, nope. Yeah, if it's the pole side, yeah, it's, I'll put cones out. Yeah, no, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah, that mast was on our side of the structure. Yeah. And it was, I think the roof was getting burned enough that it actually looked like it was starting to maybe drift inside the building. Yeah, sliding, yeah. To sink inside there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we had that uh, because these are bungalow or whatever, like small rental units. Uh, I feel like they were feeding their cable off of the house. Oh yeah, the cable wire. There was the cable wire, and oh, like, it yeah. was a legitimate cable wire. Yeah. But we were pushing over that that way with gas, and I'm like, you know, that's cable wire, like for sure cable wire. Yeah, you can see it. It's coming out of the house, like you can see where where it was coming from. Yeah. Um. And even then, like, you could tell Gus was like, ugh. And yeah. I, I said, like, two or three times, like, yeah, I know, that's just a cable wire. Like, watch out for it. Like, don't get hung up. But, uh, yeah. And then finally somebody was, uh, I, I think they cut it or maybe it burned through. Yeah, I, I think know. I saw somebody cut it with a yeah. wire cutter. Just because it was Just because everyone's, like, cautious way. of it. Everyone's looking at it. But it's, yeah. It was, yeah. Cable. Well, that was an old building or older, I want to say it was an old garage converted into a living structure because mm-hmm. there was an add-on to yeah, the outside of it that had yeah. more of a flat roof on it than a peaked roof yeah. mm-hmm. and that was the portion that more collapsed or fell apart mm-hmm. yeah but on our one side and i want to call a say like the charlie delta side of the, of the structure yeah, um, there was, was yeah. there was that uh, window and then just below the window there was a ac unit in the wall that had been either kicked through or fell in and we got the guys to it was a stucco wall we got the guys to take the chops on, make a big door opening, yeah, and then idea. Ash radioed over and had a good idea to throw a fan, PPV, mm-hmm. clear the smoke out, get the guys away from the wall, because yeah. those walls did not look no, they like they were going yeah. mm-hmm. last very long. For sure. Yeah, the old uh, chop saw got to, got to work out that day, because yeah. uh, yep. the car was starting to go up, mm-hmm. so uh, we're watching it, and attacked it from the outside, and then we're like, uh, and so you can see the like, black smoke pouring up from under the engine. Like so, I'm like, hey, can you get under there with the with the nozzle? And they're like, not really. So I'm like, hey, Ash, because uh, we we've talked about that angle grinder. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just haven't bought the new one yet, the bigger one. Um, and we also didn't have the rescue truck with us. So I'm like, oh, get the chops out, and we'll do the old LA style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we ran it right across the hood. For sure. Yeah, worked perfect. Worked perfectly. Fast. Nice. Yeah. yeah, we did. Uh, while it was getting, while the saw was coming to us, did the old uh, Halligan and creased the side yeah. and stuck a peak yeah yeah and got it so it was pe- you know peeled up a bit and i'm like until that comes just run a, a small pencil stream in there keep it cooled but I mean, it was still just billowing black um and then yeah once that saw came we tried to do the little triangle cut but uh but you know that ah, no screw it let's just do right across the top because okay. with the yeah with the k12 it takes a while for it to like build up speed yeah, that's so, easier to do a big cut than a low cut it's, it's, yeah, it's easier just to get it ripping and then just do one large yeah. cut you know right across the hood yeah. you know rather than trying to finesse a, a triangle cut you know right at the hinge so once we adapted over to that straight across it was cut in seconds yeah. i was laughing because uh, by the end of the fire because so it cut um the cut, cut the car mm-hmm. cut the stucco cut the car first right car yeah. Stucco. Yeah, we cut the fence too. And it's yeah, it's yeah. like and it's like it's not like stucco like nowadays stucco. It's like stucco from the forties. Yeah. So it's yeah, like yeah. actually made out of cement. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's a good, good inch stuff, thick. Yeah. 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 So you know, and then uh, I look over at one point and they're cutting the fence, uh, rest of the fence with the with the chop saw because um, they had it there. So like yeah, let's just use the chop saw to cut yeah. the fence. So I look over and the wheel is like it was you know the regular size fourteen inches. Yeah, yeah. the regular size chop saw wheel is now down to like five inches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at it because it looks so dinky on it. Now we can. Just grab that, put it right over to our yeah. angle grinder, and we'll get the rest of the life out of it. But, uh, going back to that that uh, hole we cut for that door, 
Because initially, I think we were going to look at maybe doing searching in through that side just to knock mm -hmm. stuff down. But because the condition of those walls, and we threw that PPV, just to, for people listening, um, throw that fan, use the fan to vent the smoke, mm -hmm. and keep your guys out of harm's way. Because yeah, um, we're totally right off, so might as well use a fan. let the fan take the hit yeah. rather than a guy. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Especially when you got... Know, possibly compromise you know, structural integrity and everything else. Oh, yeah. and, you know, just to clear that smoke up so you can see a bit better. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys have done that a lot, and so have we. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Works good. I think by that time we were starting to realize that this wasn't a barn; <laughs> it was an actual structure. <laughs> we started seeing like and, a stove and a yeah, we're like, oh man, this is washer dryer. <laughs> okay, yeah, this this isn't this isn't an old shed. Like, or it was an old shed, but this somebody's residence. This is yeah. somebody was living in there, yeah. um, and you know that. At the time, you're like, oh, man, this guy's living in like a, shed. like an old garden shed because he got these barn doors right out front. Nope, they're not barn doors. It legit blew what looked like these doors off his hinges and they were swung out. No, you could see that the header was still in place with all the nails that were yeah. like ripped out of the wall. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a, yeah, this is a legitimate structure. This was somebody's residence. Yeah. Um you know, because a million things go through your mind of, like, what else could be in there that's blowing up? Like, is there some sketchy shit? Is this a farm? Is it, I mean, like, not the farmers are sketchy, but farmers have, <laughs> they've got chemicals from the 50s, right? Like, everybody's got old oh, farm, yeah. farm chemical, right? That's what you never know what you're going to be getting yourself yeah. into, right? So, again, uh, for our guys, um, everybody listening through, like, our uh, local hall here, uh, the D, our uh, decon and everything was super super good um, people were were really diligent because we didn't know like if there's yeah. something blowing up and we got con confirmation there's never been gas to it um, like natural gas well what's making it blow up something was introduced to the structure to make it explode yeah. and now we have been in its environment so uh guys were getting washed down really good we, we actually had um there was a couple extra guys back at the hall um i think i was talking with, with andrew and he's like ah should we get a couple extra bottles out here because um like air cylinders because we were you know running through our second bottle on a couple guys and the trucks were getting a little bit depleted on the on the extra ones i'm like hell yeah yeah get them out here yeah. bring out some some wash down stuff because a everybody wants to see a scene you know if if you were the guy that just got to the hall as the last water tender left and like son of a bitch like shit's blowing up there's you know like it's, it, it sounded crazy there's a massive call of a fire smoke right still. yeah and you just missed the last truck going on oh I'm in the radio room. What wall? Right? Ah, sure. Bring them out. Let's bring some extra bottles. And yeah, they were pumped. They started to have a look around, got on the wash down, um, got all of our gear tidied up before we got back in the uh, apparatus. It was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, uh, going back to decon, that was, uh, I think, a call again on our safety officer, our For new sure. safety officer yep. uh, role, and uh, Andrew kind of taking that on. And. Um, yeah, so for the past couple of structure fires we've had, that it's first time been... first time I actually saw the blue hat in use. Like yeah, his blue, yeah. his blue helmet finally came in, and mm -hmm. I'm like, "Hey, it's blue helmet!" <laughs> it was actually right. I said to him, "It's actually really good having you there," because, um, because like we've said in the past, it's always been like kind of the captains that have to do it. Mm -hmm. But there's so much stuff, especially mm -hmm. now that our captains are definitely more actively into the fight. Does he I mean, have the red safety vest? Uh, not yet. Well, no. I think he's about to. We're gonna we're getting some yeah. new stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he can kind of be that angel on your shoulder. Hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, he did a bunch. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. just said you know the, the deputy chief's <laughs> right in the middle of it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know Ash is tied up and I'm running around. Mm -hmm. So having that extra set of eyes, only focus on safety and decon and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good that he's not getting. That position is not getting pulled yeah. on the direction. Yeah, yeah but not like, yeah. hey, you know, put a mask on and jump in there. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. no. He's, he's yeah, like... because at, at one point in time, um, like, you were on the other side. Rob was on um, the south side, which was um, on the other side of a set, uh, row of hedges and then a fence. So, like, getting back and forth was a pain, pain in the ass. So we were only doing comms by radio from, from one side of the fence to the other. Um Scott was on the north side, uh, which was like the, the larger um, scene, if if you will. Um, 
so yeah, Speedy, Deputy Chief was masked up. I was masked up. Um, Bob wasn't there, and Warren was looking after the patient. I was he on on that side first? No, because he was, he, he was out front. Yeah, yeah, right. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. So mm. to to have Andrew as the safety officer, that's a designated safety. Um, I mean, I got to deal with it on one fire, um, having him here on mm. this one. Yeah, it definitely felt like it's this is a move in the right in in the right direction for us. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's our fire. Yeah, um, it actually got knocked down pretty quick. Mop yeah. up took a little bit, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. saved. Uh, I mean, we really strictly sa- we saved that out that, that other um, other bungalow, I guess. Yeah, because um, it was starting to go up. So mm-hmm. save that really good exposure protection. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that house there was another house there. It was pretty far away, but you know, quick response. Yeah, it really got pretty hot. So. Mm-hmm. Basically, we, three structures, half yep. a car. There's a lot of trees and shrubs yeah. that were all kind of intermingling together. So the exposure side of it, um, yep. it, it easily like that that one massive tree right in the middle of the yard. Yep. Uh, if if some embers got onto that, that would have been a whole a whole different game, right? Mm-hmm. All those uh, shrubs that mm-hmm. run along the south side. I mean, there's a lot of exposures that were there. The big save, like Scott says, was the other the other structure because that was only four or five feet away and it was like the wall was melting off <laughs> yeah it was, yeah. It was mm-hmm. funny i pointed out to scott and i think he said a couple other guys pointed out to him the house oh, yeah. at mm-hmm. the street side <laughs> you can't you couldn't see the uh the wood stove stack and you but you could see smoke coming out the roof of the, yeah, the about house three guys door. pointed at me so they're like because yeah. i stand there like pointing they're like there's smoke coming from the main house I'm like what oh, i'll just go over there and then i actually went in, in there finally because after like the third guy i'm like because I could see, like, it was just a chimney, but I'm like, oh, yeah, could be a fire inside and this vent out of the chimney now. So I, like, <laughs> I go away. I finally, they, and the owner had left their house. <laughs> so I just walked in. I'm like, no, there's a chimney here. Mm-hmm. It's nice and toasty warm in here because it's kind of cold. Out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm like, stayed in there for a second. <laughs> oh, <I go. laughs> Take a yeah. cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Todd, you got some notes? Um, yeah, what just, you have, well, Todd? You had some stuff? Just for our fire as well. We had, well, it was a busy week for kind of both of us. For sure. Um, yeah, so the Monday night, we had another structure fire um, with a patient involved as well, and it was exactly a month from our previous one that we discussed. Um, yeah, this one, it had had some huge potential, but we definitely, it was, there was a lot of things going on with it. So we got the call just after midnight for a, uh, a possible structure fire, smoke in a hallway of a three-story apartment building. Uh, people were evacuating. So when we rolled up, um, the command rolled up, there was some light smoke coming out of it. And uh, we were told that there was a patient, so we sent in a uh, rescue team right away, and they were able to make the make the grab on on the first floor and pull the patient out. Um, and I was in the second new engine. As we arrived, we started taking the hydrant. And at that moment, it was just deja vu of, of our previous fire the month ago. Um, so we we pulled a patient out. Uh, I got put on patient care immediately. Um, we started treating. And then um, once that was dealt with, with the ambulance, because we ended up having uh, three patients that were actually transported to the hospital that evening. Um, so back to that role of the safety officer, works out absolutely fantastic for us as well. It was, it was uh, uh, the same officer, actually Captain Parker was the safety officer in this one. So I liaised uh, with him to start coordinating all the patients that were, we were evacuating. So. With that, um, we start. It's you treat it like an MCI. Like mm-hmm. as soon as these people start coming out, you got to get a staging area for them. You got to uh, attach a firefighter to that staging area so they don't wander. Because you know, every now and then, you know, they, oh, there's no smoke in the building. They walk back into the into the first floor. Yeah. Well, it's kind of cold. I'm gonna go sit in my car in the parking lot. You know, and mm-hmm. you just start losing people. So uh, he did great as far as getting a team together and corralling people and uh, getting uh, personal information and names, phone numbers, apartment numbers, so we can really keep track of everybody. Um, but with that one, of course, the other big topic in our area is you know, resources. Mm-hmm. So fire was knocked immediately, a uh, small fire, we were able to, to knock it down. However, we did have a critical patient who was transported, um, and then two other minors. Uh, however, with that one, it was, was ambulances. So we only had the one ambulance there for at least a good 20, 25 minutes before the mm-hmm. second one arrived. Um, and at that point, we really made it clear to them, no, no, we need to escalate the, the service level here because we've got upwards of 40 plus people in this apartment. 
uh, we're going to need a place to, to potentially put them. So mm-hmm. I talked to command. We uh, discussed briefly about getting a bus down for people to start kind of corralling people. Um, and then we decided that actually the second and third floor were pretty untouched. And so we kind of cleared it with our fans, made sure there's no smoke or issues. So we're able to actually release those people back into like a holding area into, the, into their apartments, which mm-hmm. worked out well. Um, however, those, that, that initial kind of 35, 40 minutes, um, we were pulling resources from up and down the valley. We had seven ambulances that got started all the way from, you know, a couple oh, yeah. hours, a couple hours away, started yeah. rolling down this way. They flew our critical care transport team from Vancouver to Penticton immediately as well hmm. and moved the high acuity response team from Penticton hospital down to our hospital. Hmm. So, uh, they started shuffling resources pretty quickly. Um, then of course we were starting able to cancel them after the fact mm-hmm. uh, we only needed those i think four ambulances in total showed up three transported and then one stayed for us right so it just yeah. goes to show you that in those initial moments there's so many things that need to get done because you know we're dealing with patient care then we had two patients then we had three patients mm-hmm. you know, and then you know and at that point actually well even my myself and a couple other crew members were dealing with the patients we had no idea the extent of the fire still so right. the yeah. other engine they had had it knocked and like we heard the fire was knocked but that was it like i was still picturing you know a very large potential for this right mm-hmm. so once uh, we were able to deal with those patients kind of kick them off to the ambulance uh, then we we're able to get a better idea of what's actually happening yeah, i know we were looking at our phones uh, wondering where the mutual aid uh, was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and busting my balls with that <laughs> so we invite you to all our fires you guys don't invite us to yours well in defense it was a very yeah, it was very, very small, small. Yes. <laughs> so it, it worked out well afterwards though just with um because we actually had a very low turnout for that fire hmm. so if it was anything more than what it was Absolutely, it would have been mutual aid. Yeah. So we only had, I think, 14 people that actually uh, ended up attending that fire. Yeah, and that's a very large-scale potential Yeah. for a smaller turnout. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that we talked about the whole mutual aid thing. I, I think I made the comment. I'm like, man, I'm pretty sure my phone's working. But, <laughs> oh, let me check my... Yeah, no. Yeah, pager's still on. Huh, weird. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure if it was... Uh, if the fire wasn't... Yeah, uh, limited to to one small area, which was taken taken yeah. care of quickly, um, especially a larger, a large a larger building with uh with with that much potential, um, yeah, because yeah, it literally sounded like the fire. The guys got it. It, it was knocked down within the first minute with like a just a drop of water. Like there was, right. there was next to nothing that got used on it. So right. it was mm-hmm. good. Um, I know I was talking to um. Deputy Chief McCaskill there kind of afterwards when we do our post-incident review and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like he was thinking, you know, potential for mutual aid because when he was rolling up, uh, he he knew the apartment building and mm-hmm. there is a cloud, a low-line cloud just hovering over top of it <laughs> with the streetlights. It looked like a glow. So he right. he had oh. <laughs> <laughs> for a minute. So, so was I when we were driving because I knew exactly, I'm very well familiar with this mm-hmm. building. Um, and then we actually have a couple of people up on the, third floor who are bedridden and mm, wheelchair bound, yeah, right. so that's an extra issue mm-hmm. um, and even for that when we started releasing them back in because it was our role to assist them now yep so now we have to start thinking about the safest way to get them in whether it's you know mat to mats blankets you right. know to carry How'd they get them. uh they used the elevator initially because they were already starting to evacuate prior just prior right. to our arrival right. um and just kind of in wheelchairs and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah it worked out worked out very well um but yeah, calling those resources early, mm-hmm. but then also reminding the EHS and the paramedic agencies to check in with command is huge. Right. Because if I didn't physically be freed up so quickly in the scene and be able to liaise with safety and talk to the paramedics and relay that off to IC, you know, not, none of them actually went up to the IC and made contact. Your safety officer, is it a dedicated safety officer or you? or your command picks somebody on site. Yeah, so so command will will delegate a safety officer as they see fit when when needed. Generally it's usually the second arriving engine right. um, hmm. that the, the officer in that truck usually gets it. Right. Hmm. So you were saying all of those resources on the EHS side started to to be available to you. Um, who who was making that call on scene? Was that fully EHS or was that a little bit with with you involved because you you, you obviously have 
ties to both sides. Yeah, this one was a little bit both because I, I saw the need. I, I mentioned to the crew, I said, how many other ambulances do you have? Mm-hmm. When they made first patient contact with me and, and the burn patient. Um, and they said, uh, just us and we're calling Oliver. Mm-hmm. Because they knew that they'd be transporting, then they just called Oliver just for the fire standby mm-hmm. for, for us. Right? I've never heard of that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, the second the second ambulance was about 15, 20 minutes out, mm-hmm. um, and then at that point I said, "Well, no, you know what? No, you you got to step it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need more than that. We need, yeah. we need more than that." Then as soon as we had that second patient, in a few more minutes, the third. Uh, that's when that second crew arrived. I chatted with them and said, hey, how many mm-hmm. more do you have? This is where we're at. We now have three patients and we're still evacuating people. Uh, so he was, Martin was was awesome. He made mm-hmm. a couple of quick phone calls and said, yep, start sending as many as you can. We've got 40 plus people in the building, still mm-hmm. evacuating. Don't know the extent of anything else yet. Um, and that's when he found out the dispatcher already started moving resources. As soon as they heard they had right. one possible critical patient, they automatically started shuffling resources. Because I assume just after a few of the calls that we've had, um, there's a checklist on on that side yeah. that if, if this, this, and this happens, it's automatic, even if you don't ask for it, that'll start to get a- activated. Yeah. Um, and that's because it's a high occupancy building. Yeah. You know, it kicks it up a notch as well. Which is good. Yeah, but something to keep in mind on our side. Um, obviously, I don't have the same, you know, sort of EHS ties. Um, just to maybe be in comms, saying, "Hey, what do we have available? What is coming?" Um, it's good, good to know what kind of a response you have and what kind of help you have coming. Yeah, no, that's that's a big one. Oh, no, that's absolutely, absolutely <laughs> a big one because um, what I mean, not to say anything bad about about my agency but uh, a lot of guys tend to not check in with command they just say oh it's a structure mm-hmm. fire stamp and they go yeah. and park stage right. and mm-hmm. just sit there and wait yeah like, no no your responsibility is you need to go check in with command oh, contact, yeah. unified command and you right. find out what mm-hmm. they need so you can run the ehs resources right <clears throat> i was i was gonna play this bring me everyone what do you mean everyone <laughs> That's Todd. Yeah, pretty much. Send me everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out very well though. Um yeah, the the, the crew made some really good calls on uh getting those resources started, which I was really glad to see because we talk a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um but they they did need a little bit of a nudge. Mm-hmm. Uh which is fine. That's what we're there for. Yeah. So <laughs> I was I was just looking at that picture from uh Nick. From the former Brotherhood of Academy Radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, How to justify having an aerial. Man, those guys love their aerial. <laughs> so they had a fire today. It looked like a house fire, but it didn't look like it was fully involved, really, because it was... And one of the pictures, they had three guys Maybe. in the hydrant. Yeah. I didn't see that. Um, <laughs> just but I'm, I'm just looking at the... Uh, <laughs> look at the aerial. It's a single... It's a single story, like, small house. And wow. the aerial's like, boom, like right in there. When, when in Rome. It's yeah. like, right. First floor window. Yeah. Like, <laughs> screw the old VIS six-foot ladder. Let's <laughs> throw the hundred-footer. <laughs> oh, this was funny. Anyways. <laughs> they got a lot of, those guys got a lot of apparatus. But that's um, that's an automatic aid department, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, they right. sent the Navy. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, the Navy shipyard <laughs> truck or something. <laughs> That's true, yeah. U.S. Navy. I thought, their, ships, I thought their trucks would be, like, gray or something. Yeah, it should be something. <laughs> Badass, yeah. Well, gray like their ships. Yeah. Because it's all the only paint they have. So yeah. <laughs> they got a really good gray. deal on lead paint in the 50s. It's all gray. It stops bullets. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, he, I think he shared that post on his personal page. Yeah. And, uh. I don't know who it was, obviously. One of his buddies from somewhere is like, oh, I see they finally, uh, or that you should get all those those pierce trucks out of the way and make room for, for some real engines. <laughs> <laughs> so, a, a bit of a job. <laughs> but there was some pretty nice looking fire trucks there. Yeah. yeah. What time? What time? <laughs> about 50 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. Anything else? Yeah. I think we've uh, covered it. Mm-hmm. Is there rumors that we might get someone back next week? There's rumors, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens here. We have a special guest back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of stories and things. Yeah. Of all the places he's been. <laughs> During COVID During lockdown. COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did somebody share it on one of our group chats or whatever? I saw it on TikTok. Oh man, it's I this guy. He, he's married to he's married to a, a Brit. And he's doing this things like <laughs> how how to speak to him, like how to say things as an Englishman. Oh. Um, oh man, it's so funny. Um, I don't know, apparently, it wasn't in our group, so I'll just let that die. But right. he's like, you can't get mad at me because I'm married to one. <laughs> but Carl would enjoy that. And maybe we can talk about it if he comes back next week. Fingers crossed. I would say it was Carl. Oh, maybe it's somebody else. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Hopefully it's Carl. <laughs> hey, maybe yeah. one thing, just because I know we have had a couple of these calls now, is uh, this uh, uh, CO, CO calls. Oh. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a reminder with the, well, and we're getting that cold snap again. Yeah, yeah we are. Coming up into our minus 20s, mm-hmm. possibly in the evenings here. But uh, yeah, we had, we had one guy um, running something in a house they probably shouldn't have been and ended up gassing us. Oh, he's in a house doing it? Yeah, well, in an apartment. <laughs> and, yeah. Some of that gas migrated down into the adjacent buildings and businesses. So. Did it set off the alarms in their buildings? Is that what happened? Uh, no, or just people striking headaches? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, right now with the uh, cold snap coming, you get the CO and people being running their chimneys all season. Now, cold snap's going to happen. They're mm-hmm. going to really stoke it up. And that creosote's going to be. Yeah, we're going to have season two, right? So it starts building up. Yeah, yeah, no one's cleaned it probably all season. So. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking of that as I had my fire going in my shop today. I was like, oh, it's. That's burning really hot. This is great. <laughs> Pause for a minute. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Walk outside. <laughs> Didn't see any smoke coming out of it. I'm like, huh. <laughs> Didn't see any smoke coming out of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was burning pretty hot. Oh, right. uh, I was like, wonder when the last time I, I think it's been cleaned. See, before, I, one reason why I was almost late tonight, it was I was warming my car up. I'm looking at the win- my window of my car at the neighbor's. Like, it's actually not really the neighbor's. It's a couple houses down. But I can see this uh, other chimney. I can see, like, because it's, it's dark out right now, but there's uh, enough cloud cover and reflective from that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like looking at their smoke come out of the chimney and it's like black. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, what are they burning in there? And I'm like waiting for a flame to shoot at the top. And it was pretty, like it was pushing pretty hard. So I was like, I was going to wait here for a couple minutes on my car heat up while their yeah. chimney heats up. <laughs> and then it kind of faded down. And yeah. So whatever they lit in there to probably start their fire was probably not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a, car tire <laughs> yeah so big takeaway get your chimneys clean yeah, check sure. your CO detectors make sure they're working and smoke alarms and fire extinguishers by grease fires this is a, the past theme the month and a bit yeah. for sure yeah yeah <laughs> alright um modus yeah. what's modus shout out it's modus well, I like being the guy in charge I don't have to get directed towards these things. <laughs> Who's doing Modus? Sure. Uh, what? Sure. All right. Ashley's doing Modus. Yeah, Modus. So, uh, um, we're uh, excited to get our new care package coming in. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about that and whatever else is coming with it. But, uh, yeah, we've uh, been enjoying, obviously, the Snagger tool. Um, their mini spanners are good. Hydrant wrench, pocket organizers have been a hit. Uh, that's great. Any wedges? Um, wedges, awesome. Um, I used some... a snagger again the other day. Hmm. Tighten up the old um, hard suction. Right. I haven't had a chance to use the snagger yet. I've used the wedges hmm. yep. um, and my pocket organizer, but not the mm-hmm. wedges yet. Yeah. Or not the, uh, the old snagger. snagger. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> when we were going to that call, uh, obviously, you trying, trying to think and doing the same thing. Like, if we go big water... It's going to be, you know, two and a half off, off the back, da, da, da. I'm like, yes. Because, like, an inch and a half is pretty easy to move, right? right? I remember the inch but, and a half used to be the... Yeah. The like, you need two guys to run that thing, and I don't know. Like, did we get bigger? <laughs> yeah. Because an inch and a half, it used to always be, like, two guys. Remember that? Like, yeah. back in the day, well, the that two guys, the nuts to butts. Those tactics were horrible. It's, though, like, right? nuts like, to butts, two guys. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was... <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and I was like, you can run that two and a half by yourself. Don't be a baby. <laughs> yeah. We went from the, what's the old saying? From firefighting way back in the day, it was when men were men and sheep were scared to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to uh, you know, nuts to butts and two guys to handle inch and a half in quarter, and now it's one guy doing everything. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Modus. <laughs> Sorry, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> every time, man. Every time, I feel so bad. Um, Look at all the shirt designs we're getting. We're giving them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the. You know what they're gonna send us in the care package? Mm. A fucking little clipboard with a checklist. <laughs> Should be some medication for ADHD. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great company. <laughs> if you like any of their gear, which you should, because they're awesome. Um, yeah. uh, DTFF five. I absolutely love the mini spanners. Mm-hmm. I gotta get some more of them because they are so handy. Just, I mean, any of the other spanner wrenches that we have are huge and pain in the ass. Yeah, but they are fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, where are we at? Um, ignition. Ignition. Rob. <laughs> no, ignition no. USA. Oh, yeah, Seattle Sea Rat. Um, yeah, you guys went down and visited with those guys when you guys went down to Seattle and did yeah, some tests for you. Yeah. Last year. Last mm-hmm. year? Just over a year ago. A year ago yeah. Seattle was cool still. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Seattle. <laughs> You've changed. But I won't be back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, we've got a couple of the sea rats, one on the duty truck. Uh, and we've one got another in, one, one on. One on Todd's department. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we haven't had any calls where we've had to use it majorly, but it's got uh, your soft entry. It's got your few other extra tools on it for gas shutoff, I believe. And yeah, that was kind yeah. of one of his things. He says there's 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 a lot of a lot of gear for your kit, and not a lot of pocket yeah. <laughs> for your kit. <laughs> so you know you can't just make one tool. It's got to be many yeah. many things wrapped in one. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. Good tools. Um, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, the soft entry just for, you know, safety doors that uh, or glass doors that uh, you can't uh, or don't want to do damage to, but don't need to, you know, make some sort of rapid entry into and want to be able to lock the building up afterwards. Uh, definitely uh, use those types of tools. I think insurance companies like it when we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, yeah, ignition USA. Mm-hmm. Um, and this the code still works. Yeah, last time we checked yeah. there last week, code's code still active. DTFF twenty twenty. Stop the lead. Uh, stop the lead. Org. Um, go online, check it out. Uh, see if there's any classes near you. Uh, seems like in the states they definitely started opening things up again and teaching some. If you watch the Super Bowl, yeah, the Super it Bowl definitely was... opened things right up. Oh, oh, is it? I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. well, the first thing my son said is like, look at all the people. It's ridiculous. My wife's like, oh, they're going to be playing at an empty stadium. I'm like, I don't know what they are. Yo, no. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, the guy running across the field. Oh, was there a guy running across the field? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think they awesome. said there was like 6,000 people in attendance. Yeah, so um, compared to their 90,000 these years. Yeah, so I mean, it was definitely low capacity. Oh, yeah. And they had a lot of cardboard fans. <laughs> oh, was there a lot yeah, of yeah, and there was still oh, a lot yeah. of that. So I think it was like they sat your your, your groups. Yeah, yeah so, that's what it looked like. Right. So I mean, it, it looked like they were doing for for what it was. They were they were doing a pretty decent job at mm-hmm. still trying to keep people away, and uh, the majority of the people, especially sideline, looks like they had masks on and such. But uh, right. in the heat of the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the masks were, were off. And, oh, were they? Yeah. Down yeah. and yelling. Yeah. Oh, you can't hear me through this? Let me just get this out of the way and then yell. Speak as moistly as I can. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, yeah. Stop the lead. Um, yeah, we, we talk a lot about uh, carrying a tourniquet on the person, having it ready to go. Uh, learn about direct pressure and uh, wound packing as well. Proper tourniquet application. That's the other key one. And, um, yeah, just the, the use of being aware of, you know, it's not just, you know, for those, um, you know, I don't know what do you call it, just like a, uh, MCIs or shootings, you know, where yeah. everybody always, mm-hmm. always has it. It's for your day-to-day use, right? Your mountain biking, your hunting, your, you know, anything like make sure your kids have them. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing though, I, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast today on, um, called Mike Drop. It's, he's the guy that does the dog training mm-hmm. for the SEALs. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he had this, uh, he had that Ephraim Matos guy on again. I think I told you about that guy. He, he was a SEAL for a while, then he decided to do a non-profit. He basically just became like a, uh, a volunteer medic for the Iraqi army. <laughs> and he mm-hmm. said, yeah, you know, it was basically all I did. Cause he wasn't in the, when he was in the Navy, he, he wasn't a corpsman. So he wasn't, he wasn't a, one of their medics. He was just uh-huh. a SEAL. So he's like, yeah, I just, I basically had TCCC training, which is essentially stop the bleed. Mm-hmm. Only a little bit more on steroids. But he's like, yeah, that's pretty much all I did. <laughs> he's like, mm. just stop the bleed. Like, tourniquet, wound pack. Tourniquet, wound pack. Yeah. Uh, including himself, because he got shot once <laughs> in the leg. He's, he's that one guy that was, um, they were pulling the uh, uh, people out of that pile of bodies that ISIS mm. uh, took out. Uh, took out a bunch of civilians. And so they were pulling these people out, and the mm. tank almost ran them over. And there's a video on it. There's a video on YouTube. I think I showed you guys that one time. Um, so he's behind the tank, and the tank almost runs him over because he gets shot, falls down, the tank's backing up. He has to get up quickly and limp away. Yeah, it's a crazy story. Huh. But uh, but yeah, I just found it interesting. Like, yeah, he's like, basically, I just use, I just use, essentially, stop the bleed. Yep. It's to, very very simple tactics <laughs> that will potentially you know, save some life saving tactics. <laughs> yeah. For the sandwich mm-hmm. control. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the one one of no, number one leading cause of death for for hemorrhage. So yeah, we can we can definitely mitigate that by tourniquet application when back in direct pressure. So mm-hmm. uh, check us out on that though. We do have our YouTube on that. We have our course content um, and a couple of videos um, to kind of spice up being an instructor as well. Make those high fidelity sims, make them count. Yeah. Um, we got Tanner Olson band uh, country music out of Chilliwack slash Vancouver. Um, still no real live shows yet. Um, we are not the Super Bowl <laughs> around here, so um, yeah, no, no real live shows. But they, uh, yeah, they're on uh, Spotify. Check them out. Um, we got a couple more that we want to mention. Um, first one is uh, I'm going to say this wrong. Yulof, Yulof, which means wolf in some language. Scottish. Is that what it is? Yeah, Scottish. Oh, okay. Um, it's a Canadian company, and they actually are the ones that provided us us our department with. Um, with our harnesses mm-hmm. for our over embankment training or training over embankment rescue stuff. Um, so we've used, we love those things cause they're super easy to put on. Um, right. like way easier than any other harness we've had. They, uh, I think are Cobra buckles, all that kind of good stuff. Um, they've actually, they even embroidered your name on the harness. So, you know, if you're at a mutual aid call, we, we won't get confused with whose harness is whose. Nice. Um, but in addition, they're supposed to be sending us um, something to test. Um, and they specifically requested us to test it. <laughs> so whether they know we're idiots and we'll just destroy it or they, or they respect our opinion. <laughs> and, just, and just so I actually am wrong, it's not Scottish, it is Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Yeah. Scandinavian, uh, which means lucky wolf. Oh, lucky wolf. There we go. Huh? Yeah, so check, uh, you know, if you have a chance to check them out, it's E-Y-O-L-F dot C-A. So um, they got a lot of gear. And also, they're I'm not sure if you said they're connected with uh, Coast Ropes. I did not know Coast Ropes. Coast yeah. Ropes, uh, who which we've is dealt with a little bit. Yeah, and who's that? it's actually run by one of our former members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so check them out. And then um, I just like to mention um, Black Rifle Coffee. We are not there. They're not sponsoring us, unfortunately, at this point. <laughs> We're working on it, but um, you know, Black Rifle Coffee. It was started by. Few ex-military guys. Todd, you were listening to our podcast the other day, actually. Um, but um, you know, I'm, Black Rifle is not a a name like that people don't know. A lot of people know them. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're they got a lot of branding. They're actually supposedly starting a, and they may have already done this in the states. Um, coffee shops like Starbucks, mm-hmm. but they're only hiring veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. In fact, I think the quote from their founder was, uh, "We don't want any man buns." <laughs> <laughs> Which is and awesome. Buy your coffee. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one thing though, they just came out with, um, at least in the Canadian uh, Black Rifle, they just came out with the five alarm blend, uh-huh. and it sounds like for every um, pound you buy, they're donating a pound to a, a fire, a local fire department. Um, uh-huh. I don't think you can actually pick the department you get to do- donate to, but you can. Uh, it will be donated to a local fire department. Cool. They're, department they're, based, that, and, they're in Canada. They're based out of Winnipeg. Edmonton, I think. Yeah. Uh, the, the Canadian version is, yes. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like the uh, the original guys are somewhere down in the States. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I think it's Matt Best, isn't that? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, just want to throw that out there. Five mm-hmm. alarm blend. We're actually, I think we're, uh, my wife just ordered, I think, like 
20 pounds for everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of coffee coming our way right now. So, yeah, it'll be good. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we have no code for them, though. No. <laughs> Maybe one day we will. Maybe one day, because their mm-hmm. coffee's awesome. And, well, and their gear's awesome. Yeah, I think yeah, literally. Yeah, I legit. sweaters and. I, I got mine a little dirty today, yeah. so I didn't wear well, it tonight. But. And I told Ash, like, the last few times I've worn my other, because I have two of these um, mm-hmm. Black Rifle um, sweatshirts, um, the last two times I've actually put that one on has been a structure fire day. Because I'm like, because I'm like, every time I wash this thing, like, it stinks like smoke now because it's underneath my gear when I'm, mm-hmm. so like, I keep washing and I'm like, wow, I can't wear a sweater like that. Oh, oh I, I, I got to ditch it. Well, I ended up ditching it after, you know, a little while, but it's like, pissed. like, I put it on, I forget. Like we're going to a call, it's on, it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I throw it on and I throw my turnout coat on, and it's like that ah, piss. Now I'm hot, <laughs> but now it's also <laughs> awesome because I'm fighting a fire, so I'm not gonna stop and take my gear off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, us. So Facebook, you can check us out. Um, the YouTube's Todd already mentioned that. Um, mm-hmm. ice, what was that? Uh, you you found on if you look up Cleveland Roll. Oh yeah, I looked up Cleveland Roll on Google Images and like the. How to how to wrap a Cleveland roll was the second image on uh, mm-hmm. Google Images from us. That's awesome. Yeah, from us. Yeah, that's good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, Instagram. I don't know if we've hit the Instagram lately, have we? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not as active as uh, Facebook. I mean, Facebook is our our big social media presence. Yeah. Um, YouTube is where we're where we're uh, pushing people. For the video content that we make um but uh, instagram if it's a a good photograph that we have or whatever um in, instagram's be- best used for our content like things that we're getting up to um and again because of all the the latest covid and stuff uh our our big training scenarios aren't quite as what they uh, used used to be so not really a lot of and it's dark um, it's easier yeah. in the summertime yeah, right now, yeah. to grab uh, photos of training and such, right? Mm-hmm. Wintertime. Once things mellow out, we'll get back at her. 100%. Yeah. And uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. We got, yeah, we got to pick up that game yeah. a little bit. But again, TikTok do we have to really? It's hard, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same old thing, though. I mean, any of the video content or training content, mm-hmm. you know, we're not really able to get together to do it at the moment so yeah. it's hard to do mm-hmm. right. one day there will come a day yeah. it's hashtag British people be like <laughs> this is the video oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, just, I was gonna say what I just, fuck is I just found it <laughs> it's so funny you've been in that spot too long <laughs> right yeah right <laughs> yeah I'm already starting to kind of feel a little British well it's got a fucking attempt in the start <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was having a seizure. <laughs> All right then. Hmm. Uh, any more for any more? Oh. <laughs> nope, I'm good. All right. What do you say? Thank you. Good night. <laughs> good night. Thanks and good night. Yeah, have a good night. Uh, stay safe. Stay BGFF.